This episode is about kare and kanojo, the Japanese third person pronouns. They're basically the Japanese versions of he and she. But in daily conversations, we rarely use them as third person pronouns. In this episode, we'll discuss why Japanese speakers don't use these words. Which may sound like this episode is sort of useless to start with, but don't stop listening just yet. I promise you'll learn something useful in this episode, and we'll even talk about a snobby hipster way of pronouncing these words. That sounds intriguing, right? Hello, welcome to the Tahugu Podcast. My name is Kanae. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Jenny. So, although we'll be talking about kare and kanojo today, I'm just gonna say this first. Kare means he and kanojo means she, and that sounds like very common words to learn, but we actually don't really use these words as third person pronouns in Japanese. Mm -hmm. And instead, we kind of tend to use people's names or family roles, social roles like mom or sensei as a way of referring to and addressing others. Um, we talked about this in the past series called Why Should I Call You? And the article on tahugu.com with the same title. So check them out for more details if you're interested. But anyway, so compared to English where we constantly use third-person pronouns like she, he, and they, in Japanese, we don't really use kare and kanojo in mm-hmm. conversations. Mm. So what what are like your experience with kare and kanojo? <laughs> I rarely use kare and kanojo um, mm. unless I want to talk to someone in the room about them and I don't know their name. So like let's say I'm talking mm. to a friend and I'm mentioning someone in the room at another table and I use kare or kanojo mm. um, because maybe I, I would give it a descriptive word about them or say something about this person. But yeah, I don't use it all the time. And I think I also used to try to avoid these words because I was worried about switching the two. Like I had just learned what kare and kanojo the words were. And so I was worried I'd get one wrong and use the wrong pronoun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe this is similar to how some speakers might mix up he and she in English, because mm-hmm. those are pretty similar. They're just one letter away from mm-hmm. each other. I do that all the time. Especially yeah, I noticed it with, yeah. not with mm-hmm. you, but with other mm-hmm. people who learn English, sometimes they mix it up. And I can totally right. understand mm-hmm. why that would happen. And it doesn't really um, impact the conversation at all. I, I know what they mean. So yeah, right. it's just uh, it's almost a cute way to a thing to mix up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It usually doesn't matter too much, does it? In English, we can figure it out. Right, uh, misgendering people. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, I don't know. I think it's really messed up, like in my head, because I didn't really grow up using these like concept, like of yeah. third person pronouns, and then that's yeah. different by gender and. I also learned French, which yeah, like has what is it? The articles, they're right, exactly. like 
they depend on the everywhere. gender of the worlds, right? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, Not, exactly. Yeah, so that kind of messed up like yeah. my head. <laughs> that makes sense. French, speak- <laughs> French speakers mess up um, he and she, and, and she? especially his and hers a lot. Mm-hmm. His and her. Because if they want to say his table, uh, for yeah. example, then they'll right. say her table because it's like it's feminine in uh-huh. that like, table uh, is feminine mm. in French. So that's a really common mix up in French. Uh, as well. totally. But yeah, French speakers yeah, yeah. in English make that mistake a lot. Yeah, it's confusing. Mm-hmm. And I think English speakers in French. Yeah, it's mm. a real cross cross linguistic model. <laughs> the whole gender <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah. We should get rid of them. We should get rid of yeah, I definitely agree about that. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's so true. Just like, I, they. yeah, they, I, we don't want to miss gender. Like, gender doesn't really matter. I don't know. I guess it gives hints of who we were referring to. That's but true. Uh, if we were referring to multiple people who have the same gender, then doesn't really <laughs> work That's well. true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's got to be better ways. I think Japanese actually... Has it nailed? Like, yeah. Have better, better ways of doing it. Makes mm-hmm. more sense. Uh-huh. Mm. Names or family roles, uh, social yeah. roles. Yeah. I yeah, totally. So mm. Yeah. So before I cut you off, Jenny, what was your um, experience with using Kara and Kanojo? So mine's very similar. So very similar to yours, Rachel. So I don't think, I wonder if I've ever said either of them to mean mm. he and she. Maybe not. Um, I think I avoided it. Like like with particles, I just avoided saying things I wasn't sure of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I probably <laughs> never used them to mean he or she. Um, I think perhaps situations if I was really stuck, I might have used other um, tricks like Achira, which you mentioned in the article. And I think in one of the other podcast episodes, like mm-hmm. other words that might work that are gender yeah, yeah, neutral yeah. and that aren't too too rude. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a little bit similar to do you know, do you know the expression like who's she mm. the cat's mother like mm. <laughs> if, Wait, who's as a she? child who's mm. she the cat's I don't know mother that one, actually. oh you don't sure. know it, Rachel maybe it's a British thing mm-hmm. um, so as a child um, if I said to someone if I mentioned someone who was in the room and said she instead of mm. mentioning their name or their social role like mom or whatever then I'd be con- I'd be like told off for it. I said, well, who's she, the cat's mother? Because it would be considered uh, rude to mm. use she for somebody who's there and who you could just use their name. Right. So I guess that's yeah. maybe a similar, like a similar feeling to mm. if you use. You know what? I just learned that in English. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not polite or proper to mm. say she or he when, or they, mm. when the person is in the room, you're supposed to use their first name. Right. Oh, yeah. I've just always what done if... that my whole life, probably. Mm. That was kind of drummed into me not to, but I think I do it anyway, to be honest. <laughs> that but, makes yeah. a lot of sense because I actually read that one, like that being rude uh, uh-huh. in a source for researching about like Kare and Kanojo, but then uh, nobody seemed to care about it in the States at least. So, uh, so it makes sense that like a... Rachel just learned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe I think it's maybe kind of old-fashioned as well so mm. um, I'm probably showing my age <laughs> as well I, yeah. I, I guess maybe younger people don't uh, like don't wouldn't notice it mm. um, I'd be interested if any of our older American listeners are aware of the cat's yeah let us know in the uh, <laughs> IT review yeah I yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it reminds me of 
you know, when you're a kid and you say, can I go to the bathroom? And your teacher mm. say, can you? Ah, uh, you know? yeah, totally. Yeah, may you should be May, right? Oh, yeah, right. Same sort of thing, I think. Yeah, exactly. The kind of things that, that kids get picked up on a lot, for sure. Mm. Right. Mm. To correct their grammar. Yeah, that mm. makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I was thinking, though, that to say she, if you say, like, I spoke to my mom and she thought it's a good idea. In that case, you could totally oh, okay. say she, right? I like think. to avoid oh, yeah. repetition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in that case, in Japanese, mm-hmm. you just leave it out, right? You just wouldn't say it at all. Yeah, because it's... repeat the name. Uh-huh, it's common to kind of omit the pronouns. Uh-huh. Um, after, after saying the word mm-hmm. once, I guess. Jenny mm. イケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレスジェンですイケレス
which is like to get a skin rash. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Meaning like you're westernized or I don't know. It's not, it's not a good. No, yeah, it it's not like a good expression. Yeah, it's kind of, it's got like negative conversation, I think. Mm. <laughs> Do you think it sounds a bit pretentious? It's maybe yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that be the uh-huh. word? Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, you're kind of yeah. pretending to Office be something you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah. like losing like the quality as a Japanese person. I mean, what is that? But <laughs> like, it's good to be mm, global, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess the way. Do you think the way people feel mm. if they hear kare and kanojo, it depends on the person. Depends, maybe how yeah. global their outlook is as well. Uh huh. Mm. It totally depends. Mm. But uh, mm. I don't know if I. I kind of tend to use it in conversations uh, just because I I got used to the English way of mm. referring that to other sense. people. Um, yeah, that makes so, sense. So, yeah, I guess right. some people see it as a sign of, like, westernization. Uh, yeah. Mm. Same time, you're kind of allowed to be westernized, can't you? <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. I mean, I, I think, yeah, you can... But sometimes it makes me nervous. Like, I get, like, self-conscious about it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's not something that you'd have to worry about in English. Mm, Don't don't you have that, though, Jenny? Like, you've been in France for a Mm. while. And then when you go back to uh, England... Do I feel like the way I talk is a bit weird sometimes? Or, I don't (laughs) know, how you you act, even? Like Yeah, totally. Like, it, are people, people think, like, you're fancy or something like that? I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe, like, yeah. British versus, like, French. I don't know. Those This mm-hmm. relationship doesn't make sense. But if you are in the States, for example, like, mm-hmm. people in the States have a, um, like, stereotypical view for of, like, France being kind of fancy. Is that right, Rachel? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's the same in Britain. France has mm. a kind of a, sh- a chic, uh, like it's got like a reputation for good food and fashion and right. being sort of yeah, kind of or shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like that's part of the image, at least. There's other yeah. like sides mm. to it too, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's totally true. Um, that's a good question. I have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> I don't know. Really? I, um, can I? I think mm. I experienced that in Japan. Like I. Mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't think in the same way that I do in the U.S. because my mind was always using Japanese. And so mm-hmm. and I would talk to other foreign friends in Japan mm-hmm. who would say the same thing. Like we we couldn't come up with the words the same way we could in English in mm-hmm. the U.S. Like, I don't know, someone would ask me, oh, what is this in America? What is this called in English? And it would take me a second to think about it. I'm like, oh, okay. I kind yeah, of, yeah, my yeah. brain would go a convoluted route to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, I definitely experienced that when I was in Japan. And how I was speaking in Japan and in Japanese influenced how I would think of things in mm-hmm. English too. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah makes you sense. can certainly be like Nihon Kabure as well. Like 
Japanese,、mm. right? Like, get a, I don't know how to get a Japanese explain in Japan, Japanized, I guess.、Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a hor- that's a horrible expression. <laughs> Japanized? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look up where that comes from.、Mm. Yeah. Why? Why a skin rash? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Some people、mm. say it's cool, though. Like、yeah. it's rubbing off on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. I don't know why it's interesting. Yeah.、Though. It is. I think for me, it's that I lose、um, a lot of like idiomatic expressions and things. Like when I'm speaking to、uh, British people like in、mm. Britain, I feel like I don't have the same sort of rich expression that they have. Like they, they've got so many, there'll be so many idioms and the way they speak, whereas the way I speak s become a lot more sort of、mm. standard and maybe a bit more dry as well. Mm. So, mm. Interesting. I definitely、uh. have that experience. Yeah.、Mm. Yeah.、But、in terms of the, yeah, the way I act, I guess I haven't been back for so long. <laughs> so,、um, you'll explain. Hard to say. Experience、mm. that then next time you go back. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be major. Yeah. I'll let、mm. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be very strange, I think. Maybe you'll speak English with like French accent or something, some like English <laughs> words. You unconsciously、Maybe. say it like in a French way and like Maybe. wifi or something. Get, yeah, I have to get some wifi. <laughs> I probably do do that actually. I probably、yeah. don't even realize. You know, I probably do it all the time. I don't even. What's the wifi password or something like that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say like,、uh, I'm going to、yeah. get some croissant from the. Croissant, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's,、oh, right. that's totally covered, like French, France, cover it. <laughs> yeah, that's a、totally. good example, isn't it? That, yeah, it that is. Totally, That, that totally has that effect in English.、Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I probably do do it and I'm completely like oblivious to it.、Mm. <laughs> yeah. Some people in the US do say croissant too. I think it's more of like an East Coast thing. Interesting. I've heard、yeah. it here before、mm. in New York. Yeah. In British English, I think we'd say just croissant. Croissant. <laughs>、like mm. Croissant, mm. kind croissant. of a very like anglicized way. And I think putting on a French accent would definitely be seen, be seen as sort of. Showing off your intelligence or being a bit arrogant by a lot of Ooh, okay, that's、mm. it. So it's a,、yeah. that's a really good equivalent, actually. Yeah.、Uh-huh. Okay.、Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I do that though when I'm talking about Japanese food or place、mm. in Japan.、Oh, I usually、yeah. tend to say it in the Japanese way, not even thinking about who I'm talking to.、Mm-hmm. And it might come off of, as arrogant at the same time. If you know,、mm-hmm. any, like in the US, we would say Hiroshima instead、yeah. of Hiroshima. Yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah. and I would probably say Hiroshima instead. And someone who doesn't know me and doesn't know my experience of living in Japan or whatever、mm-hmm. would think, oh, why is she like, saying it like that? Like putting like on someone, or something. You know,、uh-huh. Yeah, who studies、yeah. abroad in Latin America and then comes back saying Chile. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know, some sort of similar situation, which it's like they use that same word there. So, of course, they would say it like that. But yeah,、mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah you're just saying it, right?、So <laughs> Yeah,、mm-hmm. um, that's, that's so true. That's so true. And I definitely do it. And I think I'm just mostly oblivious that I do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly,、right. though, I'm doing the reverse because my pronunciation of the, like, Japanese words in the States、mm-hmm. uh, sometimes、yeah. don't get understood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a farmer's market. <laughs> like, what is it? <laughs> like, maitake? Like the mushroom,、mm. like maitake,、yeah. like shiitake, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you know? say shiitake.、Right? Okay.、Uh, like, yeah, or shishiro. Oh, yeah, shishito yeah. is like shishiro. And then if you say shishito, they don't understand you. Then I have to kind of 
like Americanize it. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Karaoke, yeah, I I... sake. Yeah. Or even like with that. your name, probably. Kanae. You have hmm? to... <laughs> even with your name, like some oh. people call you Kanye or yeah. I don't know. You probably have to <laughs> yeah. say like, yes. Yeah, I'll take anything though, for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm the same with my name. I always pronounce it the French way to avoid like mm. confusion and then what sometimes uh, with the j some, how do you pronounce your name and so oh, um, mm. if like if i'm saying who i am on the phone i'd be like mm-hmm. i'm jennifer jennifer, jennifer. <laughs> oh that's yeah. kind of okay. cute <laughs> but then if someone speaks english they're like why you, mm. you know that's a really yeah weird thing <laughs> what a weird it's a, it's a real jungle yeah it's a real jungle yeah. isn't it like how mm-hmm. not to sound sort of pretentious like depending on who you're talking to and and their like language communication, right. the combination of languages and their experience is going to affect how they hear what yeah. you're saying. And it's yeah, it's a real yes, difficult, completely. it's a real minefield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Like in that sense, everybody's kind of sometimes self-conscious about like how they talk, like how right. they mm-hmm. get like kind of perceived by them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I can and totally so relate. It- Mm. oh yeah yeah me too yeah now I now I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a real awakening this yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so Kare mm-hmm. and Kanoto are a really good example of that right in Japanese yeah because yes. it pretty exactly. much doesn't exist in Japanese mm-hmm. um if you use it it has this real like slightly self-conscious edge to it maybe yeah i also looked up like how kare and kanojo are used in like mm-hmm. videos online and then most uh-huh. of the videos i found uh with the keywords kare and kanojo were actually ted talks so like oh. presentations like that like you but it feels kind of still kind of westernized or i don't know right a TED Talk like, is a, initially an American thing, I think, right? So right. I mm-hmm. It's influenced by that atmosphere. Because mm. even Japanese people right. speak like Steve Jobs, you know, <laughs> 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 on TED Talks. So <laughs> like how they act and, you know, how they carry themselves. Uh-huh. I don't think everybody wears the turtleneck, but <laughs> but I that, black turtleneck. Yeah, that vibe, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So, do you mean that? Um, so the scripts are they translations from the Japanese person speaking in English or a person speaking in English, or when mm. the person actually gives the presentation, do they use kare and kanojo a lot in the presentation? So it's not like localized content or anything. It's just like Japanese speakers giving presentation okay. in Japanese. But I uh-huh. think when they write scripts, uh, maybe mm. they feel like repeating someone's name uh, or repeating, I don't know, like social roles, stuff like that, to mention uh-huh. someone Um feels redundant so mm, maybe sorry. they use kare or kanojo to avoid that mm. i wonder if they're hoping someone's going to translate it into english and they're making their job easier oh <laughs> i didn't I think that <laughs> but... yeah i have no idea mm. yeah it was interesting though mm. Mm. yeah that is interesting so yeah i wanted to talk about the origin of kare and kanojo because it might make sense be, uh, why we don't use the word, if you hear it. So kare was originally more of the word for like that person, mm-hmm. which mm. in the current Japanese, we say anohito, mm. mm-hmm. like that person. 
And the kanji kare used to be read as are, as in like kore are sore, like koso other words. Those like, what is it? Demonstrated. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Are, so it kind of makes sense. And then it was used regardless of gender back then. And mm-hmm. it started getting used as a third person pronoun around the end of uh at the end of Edo era um because of the Western influence and through translating Western literature. Uh mm-hmm. and in the early major era, the kanji for kanojo, which is kare plus onna. Mm-hmm. Um and started, that started getting used as a female version of kare. And then first uh-huh. it was actually pronounced as anonna. So wow, that's that woman, right? Um, yeah. And then it eventually got given a reading kanojo and then became a word of itself. Like wow. that was like 1885 something mm-hmm. like that so it's relatively new word yeah mm. that's interesting yeah this is mm. no word for she before around 1885 well yeah. that's a cool history i didn't know that i had no mm-hmm. idea right yeah so it's so, definitely like has the western influence so that kind of makes sense that people think it's a sign of like westernization mm-hmm. mm, yeah true. i mean i guess it is isn't it it's, mm-hmm. it's true <laughs> yeah I was thinking about this too with okay so I once used I don't know if it was ano or sono mm-hmm. but in conversation with a friend in Japan I once said like sono onna mm. and they were like oh that's you can't say that you have mm. to say like sono onna no ko or sono sono uh, on, onna no sto mm. yeah because they said it's too strong in, in English maybe it would be like that bitch or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like that person, yeah. but in uh-huh. a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm wondering what you think about that. Like Ano onna, can you say that or is it too harsh? So actually back then Anona so this was actually like used in translation or used in literature first. So it was written language, but it actually mm-hmm. implied the um by saying anona, uh it implied that you have a special like romantic relationship with that woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Though the I agree these days, it sounds like I don't know, you're looking down Mm, it's not no, a good not. way of mm. referring to somebody. Like oh no, it's kind of a strong word mm-hmm. mm, uh, to use that, that to somebody mm. Mm. is that partly because of like um the fact that it's onna well like rachel said it's the mm. the word onna itself because it's not onna no ko or onna no hito yeah, isn't it kind I of the same so. for otoko as well like otoko on its ano own is kind of mm. a bit harsh maybe yeah mm. otoko no hito. yeah i don't know why onna like standalone like by itself it's has the negative connotation. Mm. Um, mm. Though it's used in like novels and stuff these days too, still. Mm-hmm. So, okay. no, 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 so it just no. depends on the context, maybe. Maybe. But in conversations, definitely, like you don't want to do that to somebody. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> and what about anohito? Um, I, is that does that sound completely anohito's, neutral? Mm, anohito. That sounds okay. Yeah, that sounds okay to me. Okay. Mm. I had a friend in Japan who would talk about her boyfriend and it would always say anohito. Oh. But with a slight like it was it was usually to say like anohito did something bad, you know. Mm. <laughs> and it, so uh, yeah. for me it seemed to be a slightly negative way of talking about her boyfriend, but maybe it was just her quirk. I kind of get that. Mm. Instead of using their name, like kind of putting some distance between the two mm-hmm. of them, like oh yeah. this guy did this. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, my boyfriend did this. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense, doesn't it? Like, if you said that person in English, that's pretty cold for someone you know. So. It feels mm. kind of old fashioned way to me, Anohito. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's funny. Maybe she doesn't want to say the name, his name. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that was a, like a yeah. simple side to it. I don't but know. I'll have to ask her. But when she when she says anohito, that always refers to him, right? Her boyfriend. Right. That yeah, means he's kind of special, though. You know, like not oh. everybody's like it's. If you say that person, then that means your boyfriend. Uh huh. <laughs> like not anyone else. <laughs> okay. So oh. yeah, it really depends on the context, I guess. Yeah, right. but I can see that being used for. Mm, complaining about that person too like uh-huh. oh, like that person like my boyfriend he didn't clean again yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know <laughs> totally. somehow it's got the yeah. complaining vibe uh-huh. yeah, yeah that- it's kind of um, affect, wait, affectionate way of referring uh-huh. to somebody mm. Mm. that makes sense that totally yeah. goes with the way I think she used it it was kind of mm. funny and the mm-hmm. kind of just the way she'd always bring him up in order to criticize him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess it's new words. So it kind of makes sense that like culturally, like those words haven't been established mm-hmm. as like, or even like third person pronouns, the system of it is not really established in Japanese. So we basically talked about how we don't use kare and kanojo <laughs> in <laughs> right. this episode. But mm-hmm. in terms of like being used as third person pronouns, um, mm-hmm. but in conversations, you still hear mm-hmm. kare and kanojo sometimes. And it's often used to refer to like boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way more common for those meanings, isn't it? Especially yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, kare, I guess it's got more common version of it mm-hmm. than kare, which is kareshi. Right. Mm. Mm. So... so kare or kareshi can mean boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Kare okay. feels a little bit more old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Mm, she yeah. sounds more like modern way of referring mm-hmm. to boyfriend. Though when I looked up the history of it, this like kareshi uh, is really new too. It's like coined in early Showa. So it's like 
how many years ago? I don't know, but uh, less than a hundred years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty recent, huh? Right. I'm just looking it up. The Show West period started in 1926. Right. So like a hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. So it's under a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Kadoshi, and yeah. this comedian, I guess, his name is Musei Tokugawa. Um, mm-hmm. He invented this word just because he wanted to make kare a two-liter word so mm-hmm. that it's consistent mm-hmm. with kanajo. Interesting. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh-huh. Makes sense. He was yeah. writing Kanish. something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, that's funny. Mm-hmm. So he just made up the word. Yeah, one little word and two little word, and it didn't really yeah. sit well with him. So <laughs> <laughs> let's make wow, it kaleshi. Mm. Yeah, that's a really successful word creation because it's used all the time. Yeah, so that and then earlier we talk kind of talked about like kanojo first used in uh, literature and then it was first read as anona and <laughs> yeah that was like that was a way of implying that person who's romantically involved mm-hmm. anona. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense. That it became girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. kanojo became to mean girlfriend. Yeah, mm. yeah, that does make sense, yeah. This one you used a lot, right? I imagine. Well, which one? Kare and kanojo as, as girlfriend and boyfriend. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I think if I heard those in conversation, I would assume that that's what it means. Mm. Yeah, same. For sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I think they're really common words, I think- aren't they? Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think I also used to mix these two up with um, college and like, kanojo. Oh, mm. your boyfriend, and I would accidentally use kanojo. You know, like kanojo, where I meant to say kadashi at first. Mm. So it just took some getting used to. Kanojo mm-hmm. and kadashi. Mm. They're quite similar sounding, aren't they? Yeah, kanojo mm. kadashi. Mm. Somewhat. There's also been like a trend that young folks in Kanto area tend to pronounce these words a little bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. so that would be like kanojo and kareshi. Oh, interesting. Can you, you can you repeat? Can you repeat yeah, the like the normal again? pronunciation and the, the mm, like trendy oh. pronunciation? So the normal uh like the dictionary pronunciation is kanojo. Mm. But mm-hmm. the hipster way of saying <laughs> it is kanojo. Ah, okay. So um, it goes up mm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Mm. It's hard for me to pick up the difference. Mm-hmm. It's the pitch accent. Um, uh-huh. mm. It's kanojo. It's the standard way. And then that's high, mm-hmm. low, low. But kanojo mm-hmm. is like low, high, high. Um, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the accent pattern. It's called heibangata uh, accent. And then mm-hmm. some people call this accent pattern expert accent because it makes you kind of sound as if you're talking about whatever you're pronouncing in the accent as your expertise interesting mm. so it makes it sound like you think you know a lot about what you're talking about yeah mm-hmm. okay so like for example motorcycle in japanese is bike mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but those people who know a lot of about bike May say mm. bike. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, this one's interesting. And that happens yeah. to kare and kanojo as well. 
Mm. Uh, why? So, Kade and Kanojo, though. Does, you think you're an expert on boyfriends and girlfriends? Right. <laughs> it's just, so, what does sometimes I feel like it's just like a hipster way of saying stuff. Uh-huh. A fun way to change mm. it up, maybe. Yeah, or maybe like it's to differentiate the ones uh, as third-person pronouns. Mm, okay. Mm. So if it's said in a normal pitch accent, it would mean he or she. And mm-hmm. if it's said with the the sort of the flat pitch accent, then mm-hmm. or the raising the rising pitch accent, then that mm. would be boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, to okay. make it like even more clear that like you're talking about girlfriend and boyfriend. That's super interesting. Mm. Do you think it's because hipsters hipsters are more likely to use like kare and kanojo to be he and she? Maybe. And so they need to make the distinction. Maybe. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> this That's actually, I think we talked about it in the past episode about like the first person pronoun boku. But mm-hmm. it, boku can be pronounced as... Boku as well. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. mm. And then that's kind mm. of a hipster way of saying that. Say mm. This is a question totally out of the blue. And uh-huh. I don't know if you know, but what other what are other common words that are pronounced mm. with this kind of accent? With this kind of, uh like this accent, it doesn't mean being in this accent sounds like you're not you know a lot about whatever that you're talking about but uh for example gakko or sakura even like those common words um mm. originally have the, this accent gakko right. sakura uh-huh. but uh for this like i heard like katakana words especially mm. like guitar guitar okay mm. uh, okay that's super interesting it's almost like it's putting an australian accent on <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah i find it really interesting too hmm. yeah it is i wonder what maybe the it's like is. in english how we might emphasize one part of the like oh i know because i was there mm-hmm. you know maybe it's kind of like you're emphasizing this mm-hmm. one specific word because it stands out you want it to stand out in some way Mm. Yeah, maybe it's a way of highlighting mm. it by pronouncing it a bit differently. Maybe like version of version um, of stress. If we, yeah, in terms of like equivalence in English, I'm thinking about like gram or something like that. Instagram, like oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, maybe like the shorten the words. Almost. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe. Like you show you're really familiar with it by shortening yeah. it. Rachel, mm. you're younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> what you're else? A, a youth representative. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm just thinking of slang now. Like, mm. if you would incorporate that into your company, like, oh, they were throwing shade or, oh. I don't know, some other things that maybe younger people would say. Wait, mm. they're throwing shade? Like... I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, like, it's kind of like a, how would I say this? Like a diss. Like they, they were acting in a certain way. And oh. it's, it's meant like, oh. Being shady? Were... Mm. No, it's like they were dissing someone else. Mm. Oh, they were okay. throwing shade. Like they were talking smack, maybe. Mm. Interesting. I learned a new thing. Example, yeah, me too. <laughs> Ram, I don't know what else. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I know what you mean, like shortening something to show how familiar you are with it, right? But I can't yeah, think of any right. examples either. <laughs> we sometimes joke, jokingly did it, like at the Tohoku HQ too, though, like Koichi would say. So there's a Japanese grocery store in like Portland area, and mm-hmm. it's called U- Uajimaya. <laughs> and then oh, yeah. we kind of shortened it and then said like Waj. <laughs> Waj. <laughs> That's a good. I like that. Good abbreviation. Yeah, because yeah, you, you were experts like, on it, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> yeah, that kind of yeah feeling. I think has that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the pitch accent. Mm. Interesting. So rather yeah. than shortening it to show how much you know about it, you mm-hmm. change the the pitch accent. accent. That's a really innovative <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Right. And there's more words too, like uh, being pronounced in that way these days mm-hmm. so it's i'm gonna have to listen out for it like i don't know if mm. my pitch accent knowledge is good enough to even notice but i'm gonna yeah try it's kind of subtle i think way. yeah uh-huh. for mm. me it's definitely subtle yeah yeah <laughs> mm. super interesting though. so i guess we talked about kanale and kanojo even mm-hmm. That's not being hipster way of saying it too <laughs> today. And if you like our podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And if you're nice to us, we might uh, give you a shout out in a future episode. And today we have a review from Philip. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read it, uh, Rachel? Yeah, definitely. Um, so right here. An incredible resource for learning about the Japanese language. And this is five stars review by mm-hmm. Philip. Thank you, Philip. This podcast is an absolute joy to listen to. Not only are the subjects really well structured, but the hosts are entertaining and natural. It's especially fascinating to hear the depth, in-depth discussions of subtle usage issues, comparing concepts as expressed in Japanese to the nearest thing in English. Hearing both native speakers and folks who learn Japanese as a second language piece apart issues like the difference between gakse and seito or omo and kangaeru is surprisingly heartening because in a way it feels like I'm learning along with them. Mm, nice. cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's really nice. Yeah. Mm. Mm. These are recent episodes too, so it makes me happy. Mm. Oh, yeah. True. Mm. So yeah, if you're like our podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. And before wrapping up this episode, I wanted to introduce our kanji learning platform, Wanikani. If you mm-hmm. haven't tried, check out wanikani.com. We teach more than 2,000 kanji and 6,000 vocabulary items on Wanikani. And if you're fast, you can complete the program within a little bit over a year. Is that right? You're really fast. Yeah, that's really fast. Yeah, but (laughs) some people have done it, right? Yeah, it's been done in under a year, I think. But you've got to be a a special kind of dedicated Uh to do that, I think. (laughs) But that's kind of impressive, too. Really impressive, yeah. Mm. yeah. But I think if you do it in two or three years, that's really good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Some people... There are tricks, you know, with using scripts and whatnot, too. So if you do it the mm. vanilla way without using scripts, I think that's especially impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, for um, sure. And that can happen without script, even. That can happen within a little over a year if you get mm-hmm. 
kind of obsessive over it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And some people do. <laughs> yeah, some people mm-hmm. do. Yeah, they get addicted to Wanikani. <laughs> and the first three levels are free for you to try out. So go to wanikani.com and start today. We also have a 25% off coupon code for you to use when you finish the three levels. And then it's Karekano. K-A-L-E-K-A-N-O, all uppercase. Mm-hmm. And you can redeem it until December 31st, 2021. And you can use it for annual and monthly subscriptions for a year. So please try Wanikani if you haven't. You can learn kanji like kare and kanajo, which we talked about today, and 6,000 more vocabulary items. So try out Wani Kani and thank you for listening. See you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks everyone. Bye everyone. See you. We'll see.